Hello, and welcome to the introductory episode of a new podcast entitled Cody Wampling with Chris. What does that title mean? Well, with Chris is easy. That's me. I'm your host. I'm Chris. Cody Wampling is an old slangy word that has this paradoxical definition. It means something like to walk or travel purposefully towards a vague or unknown destination. And that's what this podcast is. I'm very deliberate and intentional and excited and keen on this enterprise. It's not random, but I don't really know where we're going. So it's to an unknown destination, but it's somehow both of those things. Now, I don't know where it's, where, what this will turn into and where it's headed, but nonetheless, I have an idea right now. I have something in mind. I have something I'm aiming at. So this introduction will just be, well, a short outline of what that picture is, what that aim is. So I'll go over the form and the content of what this, what this whole thing will be about. So first of all, the form. So, well, we'll have uh, short standalone episodes, 10 to 25 minutes or so, and that's just, a, that's just for a start. It may, that may change. And, well, each episode will be sort of a rough rough verbal essay of sorts. And by essay, I mean, well, the, the word essay means to try. Well, to try what? To try to solve a problem or answer a question. And, well, the reason is, you know, all, all speech and all thought, that's not just idle, boring chatter, actually, well, serves a very specific purpose bio, from a biological standpoint, the purpose of thought and of speech is to lead to better action. So I'm going to try to address questions and problems that, well, that actually affect our, you know, our, our lives as individuals as we try to act our way through life. And, well, that leads to the content. So the broad, this may seem too broad question is that, that this, uh, podcast will be about is kind of something that we're all always working on all the time, which is, well, how do you live better? You know, life is hard. We're these strange creatures on this crazy planet. We're human beings. What is, you know, I want to, I want to try to uncover some of the, some of the basic grounding, uh, well, assumptions and questions and struggles and challenges of being a human being and trying to get better at doing that and trying to live live a better life and, you know, just, just engage in a very genuine and curious, but grounded and practical way in the question of how to live better. And well, to that end, the central goal is to seek and share practical wisdom about, about life as a human being. And what's interesting is that we may be uncovering together a lot of knowledge that we actually already know on some level, that it's already, already embodied and it may be some things that we're already acting out. We just, well, never had words for before. And that's actually an old idea from Socrates. He thought that, well, all knowledge is remembering. So before birth, somehow we were, we existed before birth, we knew everything. And then when you're born, you forget almost everything. And then as you go proceed through your mortal life, every time you learn something new, it's actually recovering something. It's all deja vu. It's all on some level, it's all remembering something that, well, the eternal you once knew long ago. So that's a cool possibility. 
there are a couple specific fields that we'll be covering that I'll be emphasizing and I won't be I'm not an expert in any in any of them I'll be looking more at the interdisciplinary and the parallel resonances between between uh, fairly shallow dives into each of them rather than going deeply into any one of them and burrowing way into some sub 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 field of an academic discipline but those uh there are about five of those fields one is philosophy and that's you can already tell from the well the tenor and and the topic that i've chosen that it's definitely a philosophical enterprise here and sort of a twin of of philosophy is I'll be looking specifically at environment and the relationship between us and animals and between culture and nature. And that's the most topical of the disciplines is especially the, well, the serious environmental and ecological catastrophe that's brewing and ongoing and threatening to envelop modern civilization. And I want to, I want to look very carefully at, at that problem and at other features of the modern condition of humans and but zooming out using philosophy to to look at the context of all that i mean look at things like well here's just one example of the type of contextualizing observation that can inform our struggle the struggles of us in this you know very brief and very small uh, modern moment we find ourselves in in 2017, I think, some anthropologists found remains of Homo sapiens in Morocco that were 315,000 years old. That bumped the previous estimate back by 100,000 years or something like that. So we're 300,000 years old, and that's just, well, the Homo sapiens species, but you know, our hominid ancestors are much older, and all of that has informed our biological evolution. Now, just 10 or 12,000 years ago, the agricultural revolution began, and that completely transformed in a very large and you know paradigmatic way uh, transformed human life from what we from something like hunter-gatherer uh, dominated cultures to well sedentary agricultural and eventually sort of city dwelling societies and cultures and settlements and then another big watershed and well there are many many more I'm just sort of cherry picking right now is the industrial revolution and that was just 300 years ago and that has transformed society just utterly beyond you know beyond previous recognition beyond its previous appearance and now here in the 21st century things are transforming so rapidly that we can we don't really know what's coming down the pipeline but the broader point here is that well, social evolution has outstripped biological evolution so rapidly and to such a pronounced degree that we find ourselves inhabiting biological structures, our bodies that are evolved for conditions that we no longer find ourselves in. Or another way to put that is, well, when you wake up in the morning, if you're, you know, if you're a reasonably well-off person in a developed society and a modern economy the technologies you have access to the infrastructure around you you know even the the types of matter you know plastic that you interact with a whole lot and especially things like computers and phones and cars all those things we think yeah that's normal but it's really not it is really weird by evolutionary standards if you zoom out even a little bit so and if, and if you look at if you use that as sort of 
a contextual lens. You know, if you if you constantly look at modern life through lenses like that, and remember this that that little idea about well, how old we are as a species, and then these modern watersheds and how recent they are in evolutionary timescales. That's just one example of the way that you can contextualize and look at modern life um, in a way that really changes the way we look at problems well, like the ecological crisis. So those are a few um, a few disciplines, philosophy and environment. I also will be looking at psychology, and that's, that's actually can be a link between the first two, philosophy and environment. You know, you can look very deeply into the nature of mind and the nature of, for example, human language, and uh, and especially at consciousness and other other aspects of psychology. And there are deep links between the way that we see the world and the way we act in it. Of course, well, the point is that maybe some some of the basic ways that we look at the world have led to things like the environmental crisis. And well, that's that leads me to the fourth field, which is matters of the spirit. And I don't mean spiritual mumbo jumbo, the way that new age, new age rhetoric has completely uh, diluted the term spiritual. And I don't mean strictly religious questions, although absolutely questions of religious significance will be, will be part and parcel of what we're looking at. But I mean, really elemental questions about the nature of being and then the nature of human being and questions about, well, what are we like and what's the world like? And what does that mean for how to live well? The, the larger, the larger question. So that sounds pretty vague, but hopefully in future episodes, I'll be able to clarify that. And the last field is mythology. And mythology is a recent, a recent interest of mind, or it's kind of back to the Socrates idea. It's actually well, a recent, recently cropped up old interest of mine. And, well, one way, to, one way that I think of mythology is it's a way of conducting philosophy in using the uh, imagery and the language of environment and nature. You know, nature provides us with images and with metaphors and with sort of, well, a natural way of looking at things is in the narrative, in the narrative mode. And I think it's incredibly powerful. And there's a reason that there are more people who you know, spend their time watching TV and movies and reading books and, you know, just absolutely devouring stories. More people do that than spend looking at abstract philosophy and and so forth. So stories are an incredibly powerful and deep and profound way that, well, us human beings process, used to process the world. So, well, I'll be t- trying to you know, leverage, leverage mythology as a way of conducting this larger philosophical goal. And it's not just a philosophical goal, it is a mythological goal. A lot of deep and good mythology very directly addresses these fundamental questions that I've talked about, about, well, what's a human being like and how do we live in the world? And we'll be looking at modern stories that are really popular from Harry Potter to Star Wars to Lord of the Rings, all the way back to the ancient ones you know, um, Greek and Roman and Norse and Egyptian and Sumerian and a lot of the the old the old and ancient uh, ancestral wisdom that's that's embedded in these old traditional narratives. And there are also a lot of mythological uh, aspects to the stories and wisdom literature from the great religious great 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 religions of the world. So I won't be I won't be 
um, won't be reluctant to look at those at all. And, well, a central meta-narrative or the monomythic structure that will um, that will bind a lot of the mythological exploration, explorations together is that that perhaps the only story or the great story that we've all been trying to tell tell each other over the millennia, um, of which many of our apparently different stories are just variants, and that's the hero's journey. And, well, I'll be looking at the way that seeing life as a hero's journey and you as the heroic protagonist and author of that story can be uh, a really good lens through which to look at these other questions about how to live well. Okay, so that's a big spiel on what type of content this podcast will cover. But now the last thing I want to do is look back, uh, not just at the content, but at the form. And the most important form that this podcast will take, I didn't mention this before, but I want to close with it, is that I want it to be a conversation as much as that's possible. You might think, well, a podcast isn't a conversation. It's a monologue by one person. And, well, that's true to some extent. But if you zoom out across time and space, a lot of things that don't appear to be conversations actually do have this quality of dialogue. That's, I think that's a, well, valid if incomplete way to look at a lot of phenomena. Um, you know, a lot of, look, look at two musicians. Well, they're having a conversation if they're trading fours and they're, they're interweaving their musical voices together. It's nonverbal unless they're singing or it's non-linguistic if they're, if they're playing instruments. But it has just it it has the necessary and sufficient conditions for it to for it to qualify as a conversation by any comprehensive definition of what a conversation is, and I think that a podcast can be the same thing. Uh, the technology may be limiting in that well, you and I, listener and speaker, aren't literally sitting in the same room looking at each other, but well, just as much as that's a limit of the limit of the technology. The technology also has confers great benefits. Uh, the podcasting platform allows me sitting in some location that you don't know in the past, from your point of view, speaking into a microphone allows it to, you know, be re-emitted and re- reconstituted through the speakers in whatever device you're using to listen to this in a completely different time and place. And then you can think about what I'm saying. It can affect what's going on in your mind, and you can bring your own opinions and ideas to bear on the questions and ideas that I cover. And then, if you want, you can you can also respond. There there will be plenty of ways that you can include your voice in it. So I hope that this podcast can uh, involve some of the qualities of a dialogue, and that's my ultimate goal here: is for it to be a conversation. And why? Well, because conversations are one of the most engaging and meaningful and redemptive activities that that uh, that I've experienced in life. So uh, I hope you'll I hope you'll listen, and I look forward to uh, our, the first real episode. Thanks. Bye.